Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. I'm Andy Nelson from thenextreel.com. And I'm Pete Wright, also from The Next Reel. We're back at the beginning of the whole MCU train, looking at Jon Favreau's 2008 film, Iron Man. And back with us is Jonathan and Tabitha Carlisle from UHF 62nd. Welcome back. Hey. Thanks for having us again. Again. I'm glad to hear you say that this is the beginning, because it it is, but... um... Yeah, we're not the biggest fans of The Incredible Hulk, and and I know that technically a lot of people include that in there. (laughs) It's the second film, though. (laughs) That's our season two, so... (laughs) Yeah. We are including it. (laughs) Have fun fun with that. (laughs) We'll see an Iron Man 2. Hey, uh, before we get into that, can I just say uh, about you guys, I I can't believe it took me so long to actually arrive at this particular link at UHF62nd.com. That's UHF62nd.com. and then. Click on the uh, Bob's Big Boy Chronicle. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> can Can I just have a few words about that? Because I am confused <laughs> and delighted uh, in, in all new ways. It's tickling a fancy that I didn't know I had. Well, great. I'm glad somebody's <laughs> visiting. Oh, I'm in it. I'm, I'm looking at the at, at the first thing here where it's, it's like so there's a Bob's Big Boy that has been crushed, has fallen down because of the wind. And I'm I'm deeply saddened. How did this little project start? That was in our, our hometown, and it just happened one day. And so I swung by and took a picture. And I think I started on my just my own personal Facebook, just saying something yeah. about it. And then we were getting our website built. And I was like, well, we're not, you know, as far as actually posting stuff at that time, like, we're, we're not really doing anything actively. So I just kind of like I can make my own link and do my own thing and every time i saw a big boy sign or something when i was out and about (laughs) and i just felt the fancy i would just take a picture and write some silly little post about it so sometimes it's like a writing thing i don't know (laughs) i'm reading every word on the big boy blog well done considering your uh your love for the big boy i'm surprised you haven't started jumping into like the austin powers minute or something (laughs) yeah because that right because big boy connects to that movie directly for me Uh, i've never been to a big boy i don't think i've ever actually seen a physical one so oh wow (laughs) really but according to austin powers but they're back (laughs) (laughs) or is that the second one yeah, there is a there's Austin Powers minute active, so I did share some of my posts on on their page. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, but that's why it takes a while for UHS sixty second to come out because yeah, we keep getting distracted and doing other things. They keep doing, <laughs> and they're trying to just make things you know fun and silly and little tidbits in here and there, and and uh, it'll be good when it actually comes out. It's also, since we're talking about the website, there's also a link to our, our MySpace page, which actually exists. So, yes. <laughs> I, uh, oh, I clicked there. I was going to get there at the end because I wanted to talk about that. But okay. uh, you, you, there you go. You brought it up. And there is MySpace. And I, I'm, I'm on it. <laughs> Very popular uh, right at the time of this movie was coming out. This, that, this year was pretty much <laughs> the end of notebook. MySpace 2008. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Well, we are uh, getting back on track here, looking at Iron Man Minute 79. On today's show, the minute starts with father and son reuniting yet again, and it ends with Iron Man walking away from a tank. But no explosion yet. Is it going to blow up? We don't know. 
just hope all of his stuff works. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of the continuation of, you know, Tony as Iron Man has saved all of these villagers. And we have the happy reunion between father and son. We get the great sound design. This is just a film with fantastic sound design as, as Iron Man walks past the father and son. Then we get the reveal. This is kind of the, the end of Abu. He's frantically, I don't know who he's calling. I don't know if he's calling Raza. Is he calling his wife to say, I'm not going to be home for dinner? I don't know who he's calling, but he's frantically <laughs> calling someone and uh, Iron Man rips him through a wall. <laughs> it's so good. Because by now, after the last two minutes, we've been able to come to terms with the fact that Abu is not kind grandpa. No. <laughs> and now he, he meets a worthy end. But we also get the only line from uh, RDJ in this sequence. Is all yours. Yeah. Boy, has he gone dark. I mean, he didn't yeah. he didn't burn the guy's face off with his palm RT device, but still, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know if this is a better end for Abu or worse, you know, that he's kind of thrown in front of these civilians and uh, and then he just leaves them for him. I don't know if they're going to call the local authorities. Are they going to just go all crazy on him and just kind of beat him to death? I don't know what is going to happen here, but they certainly have a look for Abu who's laying on the ground in front of them. Yeah. Well, and Abu has a look of expectation. He knows what's coming. And you could see some feet starting to walk towards them. Yeah. They're, they're at least going to lay hands on him and <laughs> grab him, whatever they, they end up doing there. Maybe we were maybe we're missing out that like as soon as the camera cuts away, like all of a sudden some music started and they all started doing like a big musical dancing number. <laughs> maybe. Yes. Maybe they, this is just like a terrorist intervention. Like they're going to come back and see if they could rehabilitate him. I'm sure that's what it was. I, I like the idea that it's done with music. Like this is the musical people of Golmira <laughs> and uh -huh. it's uh, they solve all their problems through through song. The Gulmirans are an amazingly musical people. That's right. I think I've heard that. I feel like that Jonathan is throwing this back to the Netflix Jackie Chan movie that we watched, Kung Fu Ninja. Oh. In the end, if you ever get a chance, oh, it's no. funny because it is kind of like Jackie Chan's homage to India. No. Oh, it's a... Uh, uh, Did I say it wrong? Not Kung Fu Ninja, Kung Fu Yoga. Kung Fu, yeah. Kung Fu, Kung Fu Yoga. yoga. <laughs> Kung Fu Yoga, it's like a mixture of Kung Fu and, and it has like yoga, Indian yoga. Yeah, it's like India meets China, basically. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure that's a thing that should exist. Well, but the fun part is that it's a total Indiana Jones tribute from Jackie Chan. And so there's tons of Indiana Jones references all throughout. But then it ends in a whole big Bali dance, like everybody oh. together. That's it's awesome. The villains, the, you know, everyone is that. Is that what you're seeing here? So spoilers, but you have to watch it anyway. Okay. All right. You've, you've won me over with Kung Fu Yoga. Yeah. Oh, please watch <laughs> it. It's funny. Jackie Chan, uh, he's so fun to watch. And that's, oh, I, I feel yes. like we need to do a Jackie Chan series on our other show on the next real Pete, just to, because I, I haven't even heard of this one. When did this come out, Kung Fu Yoga? This, I would yeah. say, I think it was 2018 or maybe 2017, but it's, it's what? recent. It was within this last year that we watched it on Netflix. <gasps> and it was, uh, yeah, definitely watch it. It's fun. I mean, they even have a person on there named Jones and they they do a lot of Indiana Jones things, too. And it's fun. We love Jackie Chan. So it was a fun movie. 
two mismatched archaeologists battle a team of vicious mercenaries in a race to discover an ancient Tibetan treasure of unimaginable worth. 2017. I, what is Jack? He's amazing. Force of nature, Jackie Chan. <laughs> Jackie Chan. It's one of those movies where we're watching it. We're like, this is just Indiana Jones. And like, we're like, what's yeah. going on? And then, and then in the movie, he, Jackie Chan goes, I like Indiana Jones. Like, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, I totally have to watch that now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, back to Iron Man. (laughs) Yeah, back to Iron Man. So where were we? Abu has just been used as chum in the water uh, for the civilians of musical Gomira. And (laughs) Iron Man offers him a sacrifice. And then we have his, we get to see him scanning the city for his weapons, which I think shows like this is what he's targeting, right? He's looking at the Jericho Jericho missiles. If you, it comes by quickly, but if you look at the on-screen display in his HUD, he's got a, you know, a reticle that comes up and it, it shows him the, it shows him the, the missiles. It has the PDF (laughs) that we've seen with a very, 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 very tiny print. It's like the, the lots of information to read quickly. (laughs) Yes. How would he possibly read that? But I love that it's there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, Boom, he's knocked out of the sky. This, yeah. uh, and we do see, I mean, I love when we get to see the HUD and see all the information yeah. in it. You know, the the information, the, it looks like body information with the suit over on the far right before the Jericho information starts yeah. popping up. You get the flight information as far as the horizon line, and then you get to see how fast he's going. He's going, you know, in the Mach 0.15 to 0.17 range, which looks to be... I know I wrote it down here somewhere. It's about 115 miles per hour. So he's he's zipping across the sky from the outskirts of Gomira over to Gomira proper, so that he can uh, take out these these weapons. What I love so much the 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 you know you mentioned the the body information that kind of circle up in the top right. Um, there's this app on the iPad called Concepts, and it's this infinite canvas drawing app, and the tool palette. Uh, of this app, like where you choose your pencil, your brush, your eraser, whatever. It looks exactly like this to me. And so I like thinking that he's got this palette that he kind of spins around and he's like, hmm, what am I going to do in my heads up display today? I think I will choose the brush tool, you know, and I will do this in like a file browser. And I, I, I really, <laughs> I really enjoy that level of intimacy but right before the loop opens up and we see him zoom in on those missiles. Yeah. Well, and then bonk right when he gets we get that sort of tin can sound as he's hit with something that doesn't actually explode it's more like concussive and he falls out of the sky and the music cuts out and we have that was more of that sort of hero music as he flew away and Mm -hmm. and then it goes to no score for the next little bit that's something that favreau's played with quite a bit uh, just to kind of build his humor moments you know he'll he'll cut the score because it sounds so heroic you've got this music just this driving guitar representing kind of Iron Man, hero, flying through the sky, saving civilians from terrorists. And then, boom, he's he's hit with one hit from this tank. And it just, it kind of kills that whole hero moment and just gives you a laugh moment. And I think that that's something Favreau and team play with quite well throughout the film to just kind of give you those things. Because if you look at the the original test footage that the orphanage made for this sequence, this is kind of a sequence that they did for their original test, uh, it's it, it totally looks just like this. It's it's really interesting. But when Tony, uh, as Iron Man, is flying through the sky, there are artillery rounds going off all around him. 
as he's mm-hmm. flying through the sky. It's not just one hit. It, like he's flying through a whole swarm of blasts and he finally gets hit by one. So, uh, which I think may feel a little more realistic in kind of a wartime attack sort of thing. I think the the fact that he just did the one hit is just pure Favreau comedy. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I don't want to linger on that the too long on the orphanage test footage. As cool as it is, it's amazing. But we get a whole different approach to his flight, right? The flight that we have for him in you know, this sequence is like he's straight as a missile, right? He's just he's just moving, cutting through the air. And in this one, he's he's almost sort of like when he slows down, we get the sense that he's almost like a like, uh, you know, parachuting, right? He's 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 got his hands out kind of forward to stable to really stabilize him. When he says these are his front stabilizers, that's that that's I get the feeling that that's what this is from this test footage. It was an interesting way to kind of to go early on. I, I can't imagine that being a, it's much more decorative. I can't imagine that being kind of their overall strategy for showing him flying, but it's not quite as kinetic. Uh, yeah. But it certainly is balletic. It's interesting that he didn't have, you know, any sensors to tell him when the missile was coming to hit him, that it blindsided him like that. You think that, uh, well, I guess it's one of those things. I mean, he is he's scanning specifically for the Jericho missiles. So, But I wonder if he just missed something on his. Well, I guess I feel like we would see it on the HUD if something if it was picking something up that he just didn't notice, like a mm-hmm. heat signature of a. Of mm-hmm. a rocket or something or the tank. Yeah. And as far as the sound, you know, the music cutting out, I was going to comment on that in previous minutes, too. As soon as he had landed on the ground, first in the village, the music cut. And then, you know, it did the same here after he was hit. And it really is dynamic. And I like it because it you really notice the the metal sounds and the whirring of the gears. And, you know, it just really accentuates those sounds. I like it when they cut music sometimes, like some of my favorite sound moments in The Lord of the Rings is when they cut the music and you can just hear like the Nazgul flying through the air, you know, and stuff. You hear the rings flapping. It's just it makes it it's just dynamic. And I like that. It's Iron Man uh, ASMR edition, right? Just get rid of all the mics or all the all the music and all you get is close talking. I want to ask, you know, as we see him come out of the hole in the ground, which is a fantastic blow. Like, I, again, what is going on to his brain uh, <laughs> when he hits the ground quite that hard? But, mm-hmm. you know, all that notwithstanding, we had some complaints from Andy, mostly about the CG-ness <laughs> yesterday's minute, right, of the suit, that it was the it was a little bit too CG. And mm-hmm. uh, I wonder how you feel about the CG-ness uh, you guys, in in this particular movie, this is a great hero moment, right? This is a great hero moment of him coming out of the ground, of him dodging, a, a, you know, a projectile, and of him, you know, with his arm outstretched, retaliating. Does it does it look of the world? That shot when they first show him crawling out of the hole, just his hand and then his head coming up. I think that is awesome. I think that is my favorite shot of this whole thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Just the way he looks, the the battle damage, Iron Man, and. Um, it looks a little bit robotic after that, but I think that looks great. Just that one shot. That's all I would need is a, is a teaser, teaser trailer showing that shot. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. Let's see this thing. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. That shot always surprises me that it is CG. or Because it, it just, it looks so real when he's climbing out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Especially when you look at the, at the orphanage footage, right? Of him climbing out of the ground, which looked not at all uh, real. And this is, 
to get to have gotten from there to here is a, is an amazing leap of art and technology. What's interesting about looking at that footage is how little changed, though, right? Like you have yeah. you have him climbing out of the hole from the moment he's getting out of the hole to standing the way the camera moves around him, the way that he dodges the the shell that's shot at him, and then the way that he shoots. It all feels like the orphanage just, they like they nailed it with their initial tests, and all they had to do was kind of clean it up to make it look more realistic, and, and that was it. Yeah, and and the climb, right? It's, it's weird, first of all, that his eyes aren't lit up in that footage. I think that's a really interesting thing, because I think the eye glow is one of the coolest bits of the, you know, of the, of the sequence. Um, Mm -hmm. but when he, when he's first climbing out, it's like they even nailed sort of the physics, right? I mean, it just looks like a weighted natural object. Uh, It's a, it's a great point. Like they didn't, (laughs) they, they had the, they had the bones of the thing from the very beginning. And it would make sense if he looks more robotic at times in the way that Mm -hmm. his body can't actually move and lift this thing. So it's not always going to look like a natural person walking because the suit itself has to walk for him in a way. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a good point. I, I would imagine that it's like responding to his movements and then like e- exerting the extra effort that it yeah. needs to actually move. Right, but it's still like it's yeah. responding to that and it's having to move for him. Yeah. It's gears that right. are walking for him. It's like a mini Pacific Rim. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was going all the way back to Aliens. Yeah. Like this is every bit Ripley in the lifter, right? You know, like it's yeah. just you know, tighter fitting. It's, uh, I just, I love all of this. And and once the sound cuts and you do have that, uh, he falls, he hits, he climbs out. The sound design is just so beautiful. Kind of the, the whisper of the wind blowing by. It just, it feels very, uh, it, it, like there's this calm moment as, as basically he faces off with this tank. And it's just, it's so nicely done. I just love the way that that plays out. You hear kind of that wind and then just kind of his parts whirring. And, and you know that there's a lot of things happening inside this suit to kind of do what it's doing. And then, of course, you get the fantastic joke, Big Rocket, Little Rocket, which I think, <laughs> I think works really nicely. I mean, you know, it, we don't get the, the payoff here, but you do get the tank blasting him. And I, I will acknowledge, I don't think that you would be able to see this thing zipping by you. I don't think he'd have time to move as well as he does, but it still is just cool to see. Like, he, he does it so nicely, and then the way that his his arm unfolds to reveal that little tiny rocket that he shoots, it just, it looks so, uh, I don't know, it's just such a, like, David and Goliath type of joke that that they're playing here that works so well for me. Well, it totally works. What is the little rocket? I've always imagined that the rockets that were in his arm were the individual rockets that were put together in the Jericho. Is that (laughs) I've always really enjoyed (laughs) that kind of in my head canon that he just takes all those apart and reuses them and that that's what blows up the tank. Works for me. That's a good idea. According to the script, it's a mini missile pod. Mm. It's interesting in the script, it actually has, as Tony sees the tank, it switches to his HUD view and it's, it, it does a schematic overlay of the Stark-designed tank, which is an interesting point that, that it's actually one of his. And then it says he identifies its weak spot. Then a forearm panel pops open on Tony's suit, revealing a mini-missile pod. He fires. The missile nails the weak spot. A chain reaction. Then the tank explodes, raining debris. I love that they don't include that. 
the fact that he just shoots this little missile without having to like identify the weak spot or anything, I, I feel like it's it makes the payoff so much stronger when it's done this way. Identifying the weak spot, all that, I mean, I get it. I can see why they would do that realistically, but I think it takes a lot of the fun out of it. Yeah, you lose the joke. Yeah. I do like that concept, though. I, I do I do like how this plays out, but I do like that concept of, yeah, the bad guys are using his own weapons against him. Yeah, it's, that's really not a great idea because he should know everything about it. He would know its weaknesses, but maybe maybe throw that in some other scene or something or or have that contrast against the end where he's fighting against stain and he yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't know the weak spot because he didn't build that thing or you know whatever but uh, right right but if you're not going to play around with that just yeah do this joke just the way you did it in the movie and it's more fun it's a lot more fun and you know there's something about it that i feel like i just don't even need to to know that right what i w- what my head is telling me is that the the cannon in the tank is is enormous and powerful and blunt and his response is incisive he doesn't even need to worry about it all he needs to do is recognize that this little missile that he put together is powerful enough to pierce the metal of shell of this tank and then walk away like that's all he needs to think about and i i really like that it feels like much more sort of cavalier uh and and feels much more akin to you know who i know of tony at this point in the film plus it lets you have that fantastic hero turn and walk away which right is very amazing end. my nose my, my nose for that in the next minute so yeah yeah right Favreau was not thinking about the movies by minute craze when he did this movie, or else we would have gotten the resolution of this minute. Right. Uh, well, uh, I guess I, I don't have anything else. I guess we could save it and we can talk about that more tomorrow. You guys have anything else? Any other notes for this minute? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm just more worried about Tony's well-being. And, and, uh, his, there's got to be some amazing padding in that suit that we did not see in, in minute 76. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's As like a, mini airbags that go off when he, he lands, you know. Like they they inflate him. and then deflate when he doesn't need them anymore or something. Right, right. Oh, it must be because <laughs> it doesn't look that big around his head, you know, to have a ton of padding. And we saw them put these metal plates around his head. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Well, they're very small. They're nano pads. That must that be. Was the first. One. Yeah, we don't even need to worry about them. Nano's always the magic. They word. are probably giving yeah. him a head massage in the in between time, and as building his abs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Problem solved. Same stuff. All the same stuff. Oh, oh, just imagine these little together. robot fingers just like rubbing my temples. Like, oh, that that sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, would you guys like to uh, remind everyone where they can find you online, Jonathan and Tabitha? Yeah, you can uh, uh, search for the uh, UHS 60 Second MySpace page and and uh, <laughs> maybe you'll find everything through there. I don't know. Um, I think we've got some more work to do on that or maybe we'll just never touch it again. I, I haven't really decided, but but, uh, it, but yeah, it feels UHS, more true to form that you not touch it again. I, I think so. Just too, leave so. it right alone. We're, we're trying to do <laughs> as much uh, meta stuff as possible, so... So, yeah, you'll find that on UHS60Second.com and uh, any other crazy, silly things that we put on there. uh, Yeah, just visit that page once in a while and hopefully we'll have something new. 
That's good. And you can find me on Twitter at Tabitha T. Rex. Sometimes I post things there, but you can shout at me there. And uh, a podcast that I recently guested on was Five Minutes of Mystery, where uh, Dave talks about uh, five minutes of the movie Mystery Men at a time. And so I was on a recent episode of that um, along along with Jonathan. And uh, yes, that was a lot of fun. That's a fun movie. Do you get the fork guy in any of your minutes? Yep. Yes. We had the the training. Blue Raja. We had the whole training um, montage. Yeah, we got the whole training, the introduction of the Sphinx, and then the whole training mo- montage. So and Disco Boys, and it was it, we had some fun minutes on that podcast That's as well. Beautiful. So Five Minutes of Mystery. That's beautiful. Well, everybody, check that one out. And uh, yeah, that's it for today's show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free at marvelmovieminute.com. Join us over in our Discord chat room and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Next Reel. If you like what we do and you want to support us and get some cool stuff, become a patron over at patreon.com slash The Next Reel. Until next time, true believers. True believers.